Hi, Rammies. Welcome to Right Answers Mostly, a podcast on what you didn't learn in history class, but you really, really wanted to. I'm your host, Claire Donald. And I'm your other host, Tess Palomo. Join us every Monday as we have a cocktail or smoke a joint and we dive into the juiciest stories from history. Our most popular episodes are the Titanic, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker, the Romanoffs, early 2000s, and Salem Witch Trials, so make sure to check those out. And if you want a quicker episode that's 30 minutes or less, check out our Lammy episodes. And as always, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Right Answers Mostly. We love hearing from y'all. Welcome to the fam. XOXO, Tess and Claire. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What a day. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Truly. It always takes a minute to warm up, doesn't it? <laughs> It's just like, what do we even, how do we even What do we speak? say to you guys? I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know either. How are, how are you? I Tess? am good. Once again, a Friday. Yeah, we've been recording on Fridays. A little breaking the fourth wall. Uh, oh, that is true. You guys don't know. We like giving you guys a little behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm good. I'm just like moving into my new place. I know. Tess is in a gorgeous new spot. The address is. Yeah. <laughs> Get your pen and paper out. We know you guys are coming for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like that moving time when everything's exciting. It's also a little stressful. Very stressful. All of the above. So I think Crazy. right now I'm just like trying to take it all in and just enjoy the process <laughs> and have fun interior decorating. And now that is fun. I made a manic decision this morning to cancel the count cancel the couch order. Why? It's just not right for a kitchen nook. Mm. It's just not right. Like green velvet. So low to the ground. Like you can't mm. even sit at a table. We yeah. had that realization last night. So RIP green velvet couch. But there's more out there. There are. That's true. A lesson in life. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell are you? I'm fine. I know. No, no, I'm just kidding guys. I'm actually, I'm great. The summer's been crazy. Truly. It doesn't exist, but um, I can't complain, I guess. And your birthday's in like three weeks. That's crazy. That's crazy. crazy. Virgo season, Beyonce just dropped an album and she has a song called Virgo's Groove, uh, I we, think. We will be playing it on repeat. Blasting. For the rest of the summer. Blasting. But anyways, that's, you know, updates on our lives. Got to keep it a little personal. Yeah. You guys like that, right? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> and if you want to get more personal. The most personal you can get, really. You join our Patreon, kids. Yes. It is live officially. We will have two bon bonus episodes a month. And sometimes they're recaps. Sometimes they're little Q&As between us. It's always a good time. And truly, they are whatever you want it to be. Because as a Patreon, you can ask us to do something. That's right. And we will vote and we'll get the community together. And if you speak out to us, we'll most likely do do that episode. Most likely. Most likely. Actually, probably like 99%. Yeah. Yeah. As long as we, we're not offended. As long as we want to. Exactly. <laughs> but you guys get the gist. Yes. Well, today I brought this gorgeous bottle of red wine. Again, don't ask what time it is. Don't ask. Doesn't matter. Not necessary. But it has this beautiful painting on the front and I thought that it would be appropriate. I'm going to do a little ASMR. Can you even handle? That sounded crazy in the headphones. <laughs> I'm wow. sure in your headphones at home. I'm, I am going to do a little bit more because we, we need it. Um, Tess, I'll pass that over. Thank you. I felt like this was red wine was the only fitting drink for our subject today. Uh, Chianti Classico. Chianti. Chianti, if you will, not Chianti. Oh. Which we've all made that mistake Haven't before, we? Right? When you're like 18, yeah. you're like, will you go buy me that bottle of Chianti? It's like when we went to Buca di Beppo the other oh, night and oh. the waitress... Um, <laughs> Did not like the way that we pronounced, um... We said bruschetta, and she went, you mean bruschetta? And we were like, fuck. 
like short. God, you have to like humiliate us. But anyways, <laughs> I felt red wine was appropriate today because what are we talking about? We are covering these six wives of King Henry VIII. shit. Oh, shit is right. Like, holy shit. This has honestly been one of my most enjoyable record or researching experiences. I have just had the best time. I love that for you. And I feel like you like that time period, right? I don't know if I love like, cause it, we're in the 1500s. It's very like, it's a lot. Are you intrigued by that? Time? I'm intrigued. You know what I was telling Corey the other night? This is going to sound so stupid, but I was like, it's unfair that we can't time travel. Wow. Because we have, like, that's the one thing we'll never be able to do. No. And, like, we kind of see pictures of people, like, paintings, but not really. And, like, what if those paintings are completely false? Like, I was thinking about about Thanksgiving the other day. You know how there's only, like, two sentences that document what really happened on the day? No kidding. And And then there's a picture. It's like, that's probably by someone that was not trying to tell the whole truth. No. And we know that to be true. There's three sides to the truth. Except for Thanksgiving. I think there's only one side. Yeah, no kidding. I think there's only one side on that one for sure. But I'm just so intrigued by it. And it was so different. Mm-hmm. It also like was a long time ago, but not that long ago when you think about it. When was like the TV show The Great? Like when does that? That is like in the um, 1800s, I believe. Okay. So things are getting a little bit better, yes. but not really at all. 1500s is like, there's really not much out there. Uh, 1500s is just like plagues. Plagues. Can you imagine? Peeing in buckets. I just feel like everyone was ugly too. I think everyone just had like lesions like on their face (laughs) all the time. Cause like, you know what I mean? I know. I've never looked back at a portrait and been like, wow. And everyone describes them. They're like, they're so handsome. And then you look at the picture and you're like, that's a troll. I'm sorry. I woke up and chose violence this morning. (laughs) Honestly, same. (laughs) Whatever. But this was also the time where the bigger you were, the more beautiful that you you were. That's true. And hey. And hey, we love that actually. (laughs) (laughs) Bigger the better. Exactly. Am I right? (laughs) Well, Tess, what do you know about King Henry and his six wives? I know that he like beheaded all of them, I think. Not all of them. Or a couple died from childbirth? Um... One of them. Oh, well then that's really all I know. Can I give you a little ditty? Yeah, yeah. Divorce, beheaded, died. Divorce, beheaded, survived. This is the way that all of their deaths go. Oh my God. Divorce, beheaded, died. Divorce, beheaded, survived. Is that, that's like a thing? That's a thing. Oh, I was like, did you make that up? (laughs) Yeah, I I made it up actually. Like I'm a teacher. Yeah, I am. Well, I am your history teacher. That that is true. So should we just get into it? Let's get into it. Oh guys, by the way, as you see, we wanted to do a little foreplay. So this is a two-parter. How can you cover six wives in just one part? You can't. You need like, you really need a six-parter. No kidding. But for the sake of time, we'll do two. Yes. So come on back next week and we will have your second part. But here we go. Oh. First of all, thank you to the podcast History Chicks and to the podcast History, um, God, what? I'm so sorry to this podcast, Twisted History 101. Ah, fun. Insightful, smart women who are crushing it in the podcast community as well. You mean there's other history podcasts out there? Apparently. We are like number 200 in Africa or something (laughs) for history podcasts in the world. Try to beat that. You can't. You can't. So thank you to them for their knowledge. It helped guide me through. Mm. 
Love it. Also, this is a fictional show, but I have been enjoying the Tudors. Who wouldn't enjoy it with Jonathan? What's his name? Rice? Rice Myers? Myers. I will say, you know how Nicholas Holt is like really charming, even though he's a terrible person? Yes. Yeah. Jonathan Rice Myers or whatever his name is, is just annoying as hell. Because he's not like kooky, right? No. Like he's, he's like fragile. There's darkness. It's, he's so annoying. And there's also darkness about him in real life. Just saying. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. We'll talk after. We'll talk after. <laughs> but check it out. It's on Hulu. Probably very fictional. Natalie Dormant plays um, Anne Boleyn. It's a great uh, time. Love it. So let's travel back in time to the 1500s in England, shall we? Mm-hmm. We'll start with the man of the hour, King Henry VIII. So Henry was born on June 28th, 1491. Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> King Henry VIII was a cancer. I don't know why it's funny, like so long ago in like the 1400s being like, <laughs> cancer. Cancer energy. It's cancer energy, I guess, was, I don't know. I love cancer, so I don't want to associate you with them. But right, hey, right. we all have our ones. So he's son of King Henry VII. Henry VIII ends up ruling Tudor England for 38 years. Um, he ends up being a very big man, which I think a lot of people know him as. So... He was 6'2", which was very tall back then. Oh, that is shocking. Shocking. Um, When he died, he had a 54-inch waist and was about 300 pounds. And I think that's how people picture King Henry VIII. Like so much clothing on top of such a big big body. I think it was just a big body. Interesting. Yeah, we'll get into that journey of his health and wellness journey later. Got it. (laughs) So there actually isn't much known about Henry's early life because he actually wasn't supposed to be king. His older brother, Arthur, was supposed to be king. So Arthur was betrothed to Catherine, the youngest child of King Ferdinand II of Aragon and Queen Queen Isabella I of Castile. Oh. Um, By the way, Catherine and Arthur get betrothed when she's three years old. (laughs) So they're just like, you guys will get married one day. And she's like learning how to walk. They got married when she was three? They got betrothed, which means like you're assigned to be married. Oh, got it. Okay. Still like like, presumptuous. uh, Truly though. But at the time. Like a little girl playing with dolls. (laughs) She's like, like, what? Sure. (laughs) I'll do it. It's very sad. It's very sad. So Ferdinand and Isabella, they, they, Catherine's parents, they make really big moves. They're like the power couple of Europe. They are ruling over Spain. They united all the Spanish kingdoms into the nation of Spain. Um, they sent that asshole, Christopher Columbus, off on his journey. Ugh. They were responsible for that. Speak of the devil. <laughs> yeah, speak of the devil and he will show up. Always. Um, so they, they're responsible for all that. Um, Isabella, or Isabel, um, yeah, Isabella, she is like, very, um, she's like a feminist. She's like, if women were granted the same opportunity, they could rule over everything. She believed in women's education. Let's hear for Isabella. And that's passed down to Catherine of Aragon. So, um, Arthur was marrying Catherine. It was a really big deal for England and King Henry the seventh because of political alliances. Like that's why people like royalty got married back then. Cause it's like, let's combine our kingdoms. Right. More powerful community. Exactly. Um, Catherine, let's talk a little bit about little Catherine. She was very well educated. She knew a bunch of languages, very educated in history. Hey. Oh. Before, before podcasts. I, well, actually, I did hear she listened to Right Answers mostly somehow. <laughs> did she? Time travel apparently does exist. Wow. I know. Uh, I know. That's our, like, our most famous listeners, Catherine of Aragon. Totally sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> um, needlepoint. Yeah. And she was very Catholic. 
like the most Catholic, Catholic Catherine. I bet. Yeah. So they get married, Arthur and Catherine, when they're both 15 and a dowry of 200,000 ducats had been agreed. So Catherine's dad pays Henry that much money. Right. So the newlyweds move to Ludlow Castle. Again, Arthur is Henry's older brother. Arthur and Catherine move to Ludlow Castle on the border of Wales. And six months after they get married, they both get really sick with this thing called sweating sickness. Oh God, I knew something was going to come up with these <laughs> Immediately. diseases. Do you know what sweating sickness is? Is it like your sweat's poisonous or something? Basically, it's you start feeling bad and then four hours later, you die. <gasps> Not even joking. And you're just like profusely sweating, I think. God, things were, things were tough. Tough. And like people were truly just like, and they were like solution, cut them open and bleed them out basically. To like make it go by faster. They thought that that could drain the toxins out of your body. Ooh. Tough. So Arthur and Catherine, it's a tough way to start your marriage. They both get that. Catherine survives. Arthur does not. Oh, oh man. The guilt, the guilt that you must feel. So tough. So Catherine's a widow at 16 years old. Maybe she's like, it's for the best. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. She wasn't like in love with him. Maybe. I mean, time. who knows? We're recording, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just had a moment where I was like, oh, no. We are. We are. Okay, great, great, great. <laughs> okay. So widow at 16 year old, years old. King Henry VII, the dad, is like, well, shit, I don't want to give the dowry back. But oh. I do happen to have another son you can marry. Mm, before prenups. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it was like kind of a pre, yeah, no, before a prenup. Right. Yeah, exactly. So he was like, I do, I want you to marry my other son so I can keep your dowry. Henry was 10 years old at the time. <laughs> so I'm sure Catherine like just looks down at a 10 year old. It's like, what? <laughs> and 10, and 10 year old Henry is like, yeah. Oh God, he has like one of those mustaches that's just starting to come oh, in. Oh, it's like, so tough. Like, he like smells a little bit. There's like some acne popping up. And he's like, no, that's a woman. No baby. kidding. Like, come to pop. Literally, literally. And she's like, please, no, just let me go back to Spain. Don't do this to me. So, so here's the thing. Canon, oh, uh, yes. Canon law, which I guess is like religious law, forbade, forbid a man to marry his brother's widow. Because they were like, when you marry... That's like actually your brother now. Bro code too. Bro code. No kidding. Arthur's like rolling in his grave. Julius, like don't touch her. Been a matter of minutes. <laughs> well, Pope Julius II granted a special exception because Catherine testified that her marriage to Arthur was never consummated and such was not valid. How long were they married? Six months. They're also teenagers. Well, yeah, they're probably like, we don't even know how this works. But also, yeah. I feel like men from the beginning of time have been led with something. They're like, we'll figure out how it works. <laughs> yeah. Even if we don't know. So who knows? There's a rumor that he actually might have had test, um, testicular cancer. And so maybe that affected things. But who knows? Mm -hmm. But Catherine is literally like, we never had sex. So we weren't actually married. So we can get married. Like, so bring the 10-year-old <laughs> up here. <laughs> bring him on up. I would lie on it. Wouldn't you lie? Well, I think, I don't know. Being queen of England could be pretty powerful for you. Oh, that is true. So maybe, you know. Worth it. Worth it. So, but Catherine gets kind of stuck in a limbo, which sucks because Henry VII doesn't want to give the dowry back. But if she goes, but the, Catherine's parents wanted her to be considered a widow, which means that they would have had to consummate. But she's like, we didn't have sex. So she's kind of stuck there because also Henry's not of marrying age or something yet because he's 10. God. <laughs> so she has to stay in London. Um, 
but Henry is not giving, King Henry VII is not giving her any money and her parents can't give her any money anymore because she doesn't really belong to them anymore. So she has to sell her jewelry and belongings to survive and support herself and the people that work for her. And this lasts for seven years. She's in a limbo. Oh my God. Because everything back then was just all about like- Transactional. Yeah. And if you're a woman, it's not like you can really survive on your own. And like, sure, <sighs> she was still living like- I think salt of the earth compared to royalty. Right. It was better than like a commoner, but it must have been super stressful to be like, my family doesn't help me and this guy's not helping me. Yeah. She's like, I only have three servants now. Post yeah. <laughs> and I have to support them. So I have to sell my jewels. I, I mean, that is tough. It's tough. Um, and it's also annoying because, you know, she's now like kind of betrothed to King Henry the eighth or 10 year old Henry. So she knows she's going to be queen one day, but she can't live her queenie life. Right. Oh yeah. That is an interesting like purgatory. Sucks. So, but she um, is a badass. She becomes during this time, the Spanish ambassador in 1507 and serves as the first female ambassador ever. Cause she's like, I'm going to make the best of this time. Isn't it crazy that women could have those positions in this time? Like that even shocks me kind of. Well, she was the first. Wow. I know. Wow. Again, she was like, who run the world? Yeah. Girls. girls. So in 1509, King Henry VII dies of tuberculosis, which I feel like everyone and their dog died of back then. Oof, that was a tough one. Tough. Um, 17-year-old er, Henry is made king, and now he knows that he needs a good wife. Oh. God help me be a good wife. <laughs> I'm so sorry to everyone's ears, but sure, we had to. I'm sure it was shocking. <laughs> We had to. It's my one of my and Tessa's favorite phrases. We say it to each other often. That's right. Shout out to my queen, mm. Casey. Uh. Casey Musgraves. So um, he knows he needs a good wife and he's like, Catherine's smart as hell. My brother liked her. She sounds perfect. She's hot. She's hot. Say no more. <laughs> so she is also Catherine, just like kind of describe her. She's pale, has red hair. Um, I think people thought she was beautiful. Yeah. It was, that was like the time wavy hair. Super pale. Super that you were pale. Like rich. Yeah, literally. So they get married, which I like cannot put on more San Tropez self tanner. I know. I'm always like, if we were like born a different time, isn't it crazy to think like the beauty standards? It would be crazy. How they adjust. Yeah. And remember that. So just follow your own beauty Mm, standards. And there it is. And there it is. So they get married. She's 23. He's 17. Hot. By by all accounts, they seem super in love. And they actually were. They loved each other. Because also, Catherine was getting to know Henry as he was growing up. Because it was seven years. So they, like, really got to know each other and kind of knew we're going to get married one day. So. Wow. Might as well. Henry's young and in shape um, at this time. He's tall. He's hot. He's athletic. Oh. Yeah. He's, like, always hunting and, like, being athletic. Not what I pictured. Well, not what he turns out to be. Mm. But at this time, let's enjoy it. This is, like, the Jonathan Rice Myers. His prime. Yes, his prime. Catherine's smart, well brought up, perfect queen material. And Henry's really young for a king at this time. And all of the guys on his court are also super young and your court is basically like your rich best friends and rich advisors. Uh, Maybe I do want to live in this time. (laughs) Because all they literally did was like party and hang out. They were like frat bro court, Henry, King Henry VIII's court. Totally. And be like doted upon. Dote and doing whatever they wanted. Um, And the queen also had her court and that was also like her ladies in waiting and those are also rich women that are just hanging around following her around everywhere. Wow. Crazy. Um, And, you know, the king would sleep with different women on the court whenever he really wanted to. And could the uh, 
queen do that too? What do you think, Tess? Huh. <laughs> I'd probably say, of course, because there's always been equality. <laughs> right? Double standards never have existed. Exactly. Yeah, no, she could not. Right. right yeah, right. I don't think so. No. But he could just line them up and pick them. Jesus. So, okay, this is what, I just think this is interesting. This is what women of this time, um, like women of status were taught. Um, they needed to have feminine accomplishments of dancing, embroidery, etiquette, household management, music, needlework, and singing, and games such as cards and chess. And um, a lot of times they were ta- taught archery, falcon- falconry, riding, and hunting. So that's like, if you're a noble woman, you know all of these things. Well, it's kind of cool that they were taught riding and hunting. Yes. Because I wouldn't expect that. I like expected the embroidery. But... I think if you're rich, you like have to be, that's like a rich thing to do is like go hunting and totally. stuff like that, which it still is like with the royals. And Diana did not like that. Princess Diana, remember? No, she did not. She was like, I have nothing in common with my husband who's obsessed with hunting. Exactly. Exactly. So not much has kind of changed. Interesting. I love the music and dance class. That's fun. Yeah, that is fun. So soon after getting married, Catherine gets pregnant and this is great. I mean, this is like what royals are in it for is to produce an heir. True. A boy. huh? A boy. A boy is at the utmost importance. Quick question. Since the king can hook up with any of the women, what do they do if one of those women gets Pregnant. The king can either claim him as his own uh-huh. or he or she or not. And then it's just a bastard. I mean, it's a bastard either way, but the king can either say, yes, this is mine and give it a title or just be like, yeah, whatever. No. And then it's just like a commoner. Great. Yeah. A little foreplay actually to oh, us and to our like, future. I was like, wow, you know so much about that. Hot. <laughs> yeah. Hot. I, I'm going to go to like a Renaissance fair after this. <laughs> We can do it and film it for Patreon. Everyone's like, it's it's okay. You it's have enough. to. And I'm like, I have to go. So she gets pregnant. This is great. Um, unfortunately, this child was born stillborn at eight months. That's horrible. really horrible. It was a girl. Apparently at this time, Henry was really gentle with her though and didn't didn't blame her for that, which like, hey. Hey, well, people. You know, better than what a lot of people do these days. Yeah, no kidding. So he was like, listen, we're all mourning. This is sad. We'll do it again. I'm here for you. That's sweet. Yeah. She gets pregnant again. Ah. She has the baby. It's a boy. Everyone is stoked. Catherine did what she was supposed to do. She carried on the line. And Henry is just like super in love with Catherine now. You're my queen. You're my icon. You're my legend. They name him Henry. The whole town is partying. That reminds me of the documentary about Diana in her words on Netflix when they find out that um, they get pregnant with the first boy and then it shows footage of the town. And this was in like the 80s and they're all going, it's a boy, it's a boy, like thousands of people on the street chanting it's a boy. I think I'm going to have the opposite reaction if I find out. I'm so Same. sorry to my future child. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, I heard this. And <laughs> yeah. kind of I, bad. You just would want a healthy baby, obviously, but I just wouldn't know what to do with a boy. Yeah, I mean, it's just so crazy that that's such like a thing to this day in the royal family. That like such a women thing. still are not as respected. Crazy. Crazy. Well, then it's like, you see, it's built off of this, but. Sure is. So they have their baby boy, Henry. 52 days later, the son dies. No. Tragic. No. no bad news for Catherine I was already. Just say. Yeah. So this is bad. Yikes. How does he die? Just like 
I think it was just like of that time being a baby at that time. It's like, that's why people had so many kids. Cause it's like a dangerous world out there. Yeah, they just die left and right. Who knows? Like and the mothers, I, I'm sure it was like so unsanitary everywhere and the mothers. So at this time, Henry goes off to war with France. He's obviously devastated. She's devastated. I also think I forget that these people existed and what it must feel like to lose that child and then have your husband go off to war. Right. And like not be able to talk about it. And everyone blames the woman. Yeah, I can't imagine how sad she must have felt. Not have therapy or antidepressants at the time for postpartum. God, it just must have been terrible. Terrible. So Henry goes off to war with France and when he leaves, he makes Catherine regent, which is a big deal because the regent gets to call the shots while the king is away. And just because she's queen doesn't necessarily mean she gets to be regent, but Henry loved and respected her so much and knew she was smart, probably smarter than he was. Yeah. Well, most men, if if you're good, you know If you're good, you're no. I don't know what I just said. Me either. Yeah. so, yeah. (laughs) So he gives her that. Um, she's his most trusted advisor, honestly. And she was her mother's daughter. You know, she believed in women power. God, I feel something bad is about to happen. It's actually kind of badass. She's also pregnant again. Okay. With his child? With his child. Yeah. She's not sleeping around. Okay. She's definitely, she's, she's the most Catholic wife we'll see of his. So she's definitely not sleeping around. Okay. Um, so she gets pregnant again. Well, the Scottish, Scottish king knew Henry was away. And when the cat's away, the mice will play. They sure will. So he invades England with 30,000 men and she's in charge. I'm sure she was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, should have said no. Yeah, literally. She's like, I thought it would be a nice vacation, mm-hmm. have the house, have the castle to myself. Exactly. Some alone time. <laughs> but no. So a lot of women would expect, uh, or a lot of people would expect a woman just to sew banners for the soldiers and like, you know, do womanly things. Catherine rode north in full armor and to address the troops and lead the troops while she is fully pregnant. Her armor had to be made for her belly. And she's like, we are winning this motherfucker. Wow. They go into battle. Women. Women. The English army loses 1,500 men. The Scottish army loses 10,000 men. Cat- Catherine absolutely crushes it. She is the warrior Queen. I mean, if anything, it's probably that's just a distraction. Imagine like her galloping, <laughs> like, holy shit, fully pregnant with this crazy armor, and everyone's just like drops their <laughs> oh whatever God. weapons, just blinking. Have. Which also on like all shows and movies, they like make it where she's like her hair is blowing in the wind, and she's like so stunning, right, gorgeous, literally. And I mean, I do imagine it like that. Me too, and I like to stay in that place. Same. Let's we'll just pretend, right? So she completely defends her country, does amazing. Um, she. She sends Henry a piece of the Scottish king's bloody jacket and is like, just so you know, while you're away, this is what I'm doing for our country. You're welcome. Love you. Talk to you later. And he's like, I've never been so turned on. He's like, I'm a little jealous. Uh because he's not getting as many victories in his war, but she just went and crushed it. Well, we've seen this before, haven't we? Haven't we? He is like, thank you, but also like Mm. his ego. Yeah, exactly. Starting to rise. I roll. I roll. So he's kind of also getting in this mood after that. He's like, okay, thanks. But honestly, what I really need you to do is just give me an air. I don't need you to go fight for me. It's like, oh, that's nice to say when I won. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Speaking of which, you know how she was pregnant in battle? She has the baby. It's a boy and it only lives for a few hours. Jesus. Catherine's life is so fucking tragic. 
Oh my God. Justice for Catherine. Justice for Catherine. So devastating. She gets pregnant pretty soon after that. This woman is fertile as hell. Fertile as hell. It's another boy that also dies a few hours after it was born. It's just so sad. And it's seen as her failure the entire time. And it's taking a huge toll on their marriage. I mean, I bet like that does to even in present day. I'm sure that does if you have what, even four babies. Yeah, even a healthy, yeah, four babies. Right, like, and they didn't have the tools to know how to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I think scientifically they literally were like, the woman is doing this wrong. So you must like not want it. There's something wrong with her. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Um, Finally, at 30 years old, also it's just like, these people are so young. So young. Finally at 30, she has a healthy baby girl. Sometimes your 30s just hit. (laughs) It's just right. Literally. It's a healthy baby. Finally, it is a girl, but it's a healthy baby. Are they mad? Um, Henry was disappointed, but he was like, well, at least she can have kids. And so maybe a boy will follow. They named this baby Mary. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary, we don't see, I mean, she shows back up in our story, but she wasn't like the most game changer in history as some of his other children were later I on. See. So Mary, um, Mary ends up just to let you know, being her only surviving child. Yeah. So you know how the king can do whatever it wants, whatever he wants? This is really tough. Oh, God. It is known that Henry took mistresses and Catherine was always kind of just like, he's the king. It is what it is. Like boys will be boys, but like I am his queen. Well, after Catherine has her final pregnancy, which results in a stillborn, seven months later, Henry's longtime mistress, one of Catherine's ladies in waiting, Elizabeth Blount, I think is how you say her name, has a baby boy <gasps> and it survives. Oh my, I have the chills. Like how awful that you're mourning all of this and you can't produce an heir and then his fucking mistress produces a boy. Did she know like when she started showing, she was like, oh, like he did that to her or was it I like- think she, well, I think it was later because then he has the boy and it's like, are you going to claim the son or are you not? Henry claims the boy, which means that, and he made him a duke. So Catherine knew and Catherine's like, fuck, he's even claiming it as his own. Can she stay friends with like her lady in waiting? I think she's probably like, fuck off. But she, she's in charge of them. So she's like, you do it. You wash my feet tonight. Damn the power dynamics. That's so fascinating. Crazy, right? Cause it's like, yeah, but I'm sleeping with your husband on the reg. Uh, what she must've felt like, but Catherine's so crazy, like in a good way, but also I can't even imagine. Catherine shows up to this baby's like coronation, like, birthday like she shows up because she's like I'm the queen this is my duty and I'm going to be she's like Michelle Obama when they go low I go high Mm. and I I could never have the strength god I couldn't either but it was so different in that time like so different people sleeping with the king is like probably for their own life like safety like that woman like I need to get this for power to protect myself so it's almost like not as personal as it might be today like king wants to sleep with you I don't think you could say no yeah, like there's, yeah, there's no option. There's no option. And also just to note, people love Catherine. The The kingdom loves her. Europe loves her. Everyone loves her, except Henry's love for her begins to cool. Well, it usually does, right? Yeah, it's really, I mean, clearly. In these, the power dynamics. The power dynamics. Okay, so Henry starts having an affair with this woman named 
Mary Bowen. She was the daughter of Thomas Bowen, who was an English ambassador to France, a member of the court um, with King Henry. But obviously he wants to make his way up in the court and in life even more. So he's like, how do I do that? My daughters. Yep. Uh, Gross. uh, Disgusting. He basically like sells his daughter's bodies. So Mary first starts out as maid of honor in the French court to the queen and he, she was the mistress to the king of France. The king of France was said to refer to Mary as the English mayor because he rode her so often. Oh, my God. It's just like no class. Money can't buy you class. And then that's the truth. People talked like this back then? Oh, yeah. I think people were foul back then. I, I guess that's true. Like... There are no consequences for men saying they're doing whatever they wanted to. Especially royal men. Wow. So that that made Mary feel good. Yeah, I'm sure that's what everyone wants to hear. And his wife feel good too. Everyone. It's like, fuck off. Okay. Be in the cow view of my room. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I would do. I'm like, I'm gonna go embroider something. Um, okay, so to sum it up, Mary goes back to England with her dad, Thomas, and her little sister, Anne Boleyn. I just think of Natalie Portman. And Scarlett Johansson. I I haven't watched that. Me either. I heard it's really inaccurate, but I I love that. I mean, maybe we should. (laughs) Reveal? Patreon? Let's do it. That'll be fun. Okay, we'll do it. So, Amberlynn. So, Mary and Anne become maid of honor in Catherine's court. And eventually, Mary starts having an affair with Henry. Because Henry heard that about this English mayor and he was like, giddy up. Sorry, that was so <laughs> horrible. I'm so but sorry to Mary. Truly probably what he said. Literally. To her, to her face. <laughs> like not even behind her back. And like in front of her father. And I'm sure her father was like, please. And high fived him. Yeah. Ew. Oh, God. So, but later around 1526, Henry turns his attention to her younger sister, Anne Bowen. And he was like, now who is that? Oh. So apparently Mary was the more beautiful one, but. Anne was witty and more interesting and like very into hunting and cultured, very charming. It kind of reminds me of Camilla and Diana. I was just going to say like, she's not as pretty, but she's like a little bit more like masculine and can like hang with the guys. She's spicier. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so King Henry loves that. I bet he did. Yeah. And um, yeah, again, she's super charming. Anne was between... 10 and 17 years younger than Henry. So she's in his her early 20s. He's in his 30s at this point. Okay, not as bad as it as I thought. As it could have been. I thought she was like 15. Not great though. But not great. <laughs> not trying to excuse it, but Yeah, exactly. I, I, fear, I fear for it. Fear for it. Yeah. So Catherine sees that he his wife, Catherine of Aragon, sees that he's taking interest in Anne, but she's like, again, whatever. Boys will be boys. He did this literally with his with her sister, so he's going to forget about Anne too. Well, he does not. Oh, Henry starts to write Anne Boleyn love letters and poems, and starts sending her so many gifts. And apparently, like he wasn't like he was doing this all himself, and usually he had other people write things for him. But he was like, "I love this woman." He was he was infatuated. I'm- infatuated is the best way to to describe their relationship. So he starts. Yeah, sending her gifts and love letters. Um, But Anne never accepts them. She sends them back. She doesn't open up his letter. Oh, I wonder if that makes him want her even more. What do you think? I think so. I think so. She's playing cat and mouse. Or yeah, cat and mouse. She has a little end game. 
because she sees what happened to her sister and how her sister got thrown off to the side for her. <laughs> she's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, I don't want to just be a mistress. I want to be queen. So she denies him everything except for flirting because he actually was like, if you sleep with me, I will give you the title of headmistress. <laughs> and she's like, no. She's like, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so she, and he's like, and I won't sleep with anyone but you. And I'm sure, she was like, sure, Jan. Yeah, truly, like we've seen, <laughs> I've seen this before. Literally. And so this makes him want her even more. Horny, horny. Horny. But he, like, she would refuse being physical with him, but he would write her love letters saying he was dreaming about her pretty little duckies, which means her boobs. So this man was horny as hell for Anne Boleyn. Wow. Wow. Yep. So he starts spending more time with her. He gives her a title that elevates her status so much, even though he's still married. He's just completely infatuated with Anne. He begins to take her to places. Uh, she began, sorry, to take her place at his side in policy and in state. Like she is with him making decisions. They're going to lunch together. They're going to dances together, but not yet sleeping together. Wow. This is true. True courting, you could say. True. Wow. There it is. There it is. Um, if an outsider like didn't know what was going on, they would look and be like, that is his wife. That's the queen. And Catherine's literally off to the side being like, fuck. And she hates Anne Boleyn, obviously. Oh, God. Yeah. Because it is becoming so public. It is just all right in front of Catherine. So Anne Boleyn is doing exactly what she wanted to do. And Henry's falling more and more in love with her. Mm -hmm. She's also apparently supposed to be pale again, I think. No, actually, I think Anne Boleyn is supposed to have olive skin and dark hair. Okay. I think someone on a podcast they said, or I was listening to said that Natalie Dormant was actually like a pretty good casting for her. Oh, interesting. God, how do they know what these people really looked like though? I know. What they just said like a painting and they're like, they have a weird face, but we've got the hair color. Right. But also like painting was so weird back then. That's true. We just all distorted. It's not fair that we can't time travel. I'm telling you. I stand by that as well. It's don't think about it too long. It's very scary and frustrating. Um, Okay. So eventually Anne is like, listen, I love you, but we're doing this on my terms, okay? Mm. And if you make me queen, I promise you, I will give you a son. Of course. That's what they all say. It's like, you can't promise that, sweetheart. No. Doesn't the male gene decide that yes. anyway? Yes, exactly. What did we talk about this? Oh, oh the Roman When I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah. XY chromosomes. Men have it, so they choose. And I've now heard this like a bunch since you said it. And it's I'm like, crazy. how did I not know? Biology. It's wild. Wow. But again, she's like, if you marry me and make me queen, I will give you an heir. And mm-hmm. pff, that's like music to Henry's ears. That's like, all yeah. he wanted. <laughs> you got it. That's all he wanted. So... Henry's like, forget Catherine. They've been married at like 17 years at this point also, by the way. Oh, that's I know so time sad. is like so sad. She loves him so much and she loves her country. Yeah, she sure does. She loves her country. She will fight for her country. She loves her and we'll get to this. She loves her religion, which is a lot, a big part of the country. She's very Catholic. So it's just very sad. That is sad. So Henry is like, I need an annulment ASAP. God, how painful. Not even a divorce. No, an annulment. Like, we're done. After 20 years together almost? Yep. So Henry sends a secretary to Pope Clement VII. Which number is that? Seven? 
Yeah, I think so because Henry, King Henry the Eighth. Oh, wow, I've been looking at his name for weeks. I was gonna text the other day, being like Henry, and then I was like, I don't know how to do. It's scary. Roman it's numerals. Roman numerals. It's scary. I know the V, and that's about it. That's all you need to know. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, so dumb. <laughs> okay, so he sends him to sue for an an annulment, but the Pope is like, No, you've been married for seventeen years, and we love Catherine. Good. Someone's protecting this woman. Yeah, seriously. The Pope. Yeah. Bless him. So he tells Catherine, bless him. Ah. Oh, we're full of them wow, today. We're on one. He So Henry goes to Catherine and he's like, listen, I need you to step aside and step down. And he expected her to just be like, you got it. I'm like, have you met Catherine? Yes. Have you have you met a woman? Yeah. No kidding. Um, she led an army when she's pregnant. You think she's just going to step aside? <laughs> Truly. It's wild. So she was like, absolutely not. And I'm devastated that you're telling me this right now. So then he's like, okay, I have to figure out a way to get out of this. And so he turns to the Bible and he flips to a passage in Leviticus chapter 20, verse 21. And it says, and if a man shall take his brother's wife, it is an unclean thing. He has take he has taken his brother's nakedness. They shall be childless. So Henry is like, this is all the proof I need. God's basically saying that I'm cursed and this is why I'm childless. And everyone's like, what about Mary, your daughter? Oh boy. And he's like, shh, shh, shh. He's like, she doesn't count. <laughs> he literally is like pushing her off to the side. Like, I don't see a child. She's like tugging on his sweatshirt. Literally. It's so sad. It's very sad. So he is like, yep, the, it's right here. I'm cursed because Catherine was married to my brother. And Catherine is like, I did not sleep with Arthur. We were never actually really married. Yeah, she, she's going to stick to that story. She is. She's going to stick to it. Like maybe they just got a little, little handy, but. Yeah, exactly. But no, no, no penetration. No penetration. So the Pope still says no. He's like, again, I'm team Catherine. Good. Ah, we love to see it. We love the Pope. We love him. <laughs> so in 1528, this keeps going on because Henry's like, I need it. And Anne's also like, tick, tick, tick. Mm-hmm. Get me to be queen now. Yeah. And he still hasn't slept with her. So he cannot, he's like, I cannot lose this woman. <sighs> Which is crazy that she has that much power over him. Yeah, like what? She can be that great, right? A man thinks with one thing. And we all know. And we know what that is. And it's scary that. They're ruling countries. Truly, though. And I stand by that today. I stand by it as well. So in 1528, Catherine wants a public court appearance for this. And Henry's like, fine, I'll do it if you promise it's going to be quick and we can get this over with and this will make you happy and then you'll give me an annulment. It's been like two or three years, this process, actually, of him keep trying to get an annulment and people just keep saying no. Um, yeah, Anne still hasn't slept with Henry, so he's frustrated on multiple levels. Right. Catch my drift. I do. So to sum up what happened in this court case, Catherine crushes it, of course. So she gets up to testify. She walks over to him and she just falls to her knees. And Henry immediately is like, Catherine, get up, get up. And she starts making this like dramatic show. And she's like, I love you. I'm your loyal wife. I'm your queen. I have, our marriage is valid. She pours her heart up to him, er, smart, out to him. Smart, The theatrics. And everyone's like, oh. Yeah, like she's heartbroken. Yes, Look at her. Actually. And Henry just looks like cold because he's just sitting there. And after she pours her heart out to him, she gets up and walks out and refuses to come back to the courtroom for the rest of the trial. And she's like, nope, I said what I need to say. That's all? That's done. She like literally dropped the mic. She's like Miranda Priestley. She's like, that's all. <laughs> she's crying and then she's like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, 
And so it's kind of a done thing. The divorce is denied because people are like, she loves you. Wow. Crazy. Again, I'm like, Catherine, you won that. You won that. You won the battle. I'm even surprised that women were able to like get up and testify. And talk. Like it's kind of confusing. Like there's such insane like regulations and inequality, but at the same time, they're like- It helps that she's queen. Oh, that's right. Right. It helps. That helps. That's true. That's true. So in 1529, Anne is almost 30 years old. The clock is ticking. And obviously she hates Catherine. Catherine hates Anne. Anne starts taking over the court, but public support remained with Catherine. Because one evening in the autumn of 1531, Anne was dining at a manor house and was almost seized by a crowd of angry women. And just managed to escape by boat because they're basically like, you whore. Wow. People hated Anne Boleyn. I bet. Because it's like, this is our beloved. Yes. And look what you're doing to her. You slut. Yes, exactly. Like, how dare you? Even though they weren't even sleeping together. But emotional affairs, just as tough. Yeah. And he's like, become so cold to Catherine since she came so into his life. So cold. So Henry's like, well, fine. If the church isn't going to give me what I want... I'm going to do my own thing. And he splits from the Catholic church. Whoa. And he becomes the head of the church of England. And he's like, I'm going to give myself my own divorce. Because before it was like the Pope is kind of the only person who the king has to answer to the Pope and God. And now Henry's kind of like, I'm making myself God. Oh, that is dangerous. Scary and crazy. Crazy. They have been under the Catholic Church forever. And all of a sudden he wants a divorce so bad, which also just makes me think about like what you believe in that all of a sudden you're like, well, I don't really believe it anymore because I'm going to do whatever I want right, to do. Right. Like something that you've really been following. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very. This is wild that he splits from the church. And this was the first time that it happened, something like that. Yes. And also think about Catherine is so Catholic and then she sees her husband splitting off from her religion to get a divorce from her. She's like, you must despise me. You must be evil. Yeah. Yeah. Despise. Um, Yeah. So he becomes the head of the Church of England. And this is a really big deal throughout all of Europe because I think most of Europe was pretty Catholic too. Oh yeah. Crazy. So after seven years of waiting... Anne and Henry finally get married in secret on November 14th, 1532. Scorpio season. Scorpio season is wild energy. Wild times. And they do get married in secret because kind of Europe, it's like not really accepting that he's splitting off from the Catholic church. Wow. Um, She gets pregnant. She might've been pregnant before they got married. So she finally has sex with him. But I think while he was splitting off, she was like, let's just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Damn. It seems so easy to get pregnant in this time. Well, they didn't have birth control and I don't think they had condoms. That, that's true. So You're I'm just, sure it's just going like, for it. Literally. So the rest of Europe kind of recognizes Catherine or no, they definitely recognize Catherine still as the queen and Catherine refused to accept that he was stripping off and that he wasn't married to her anymore. But Henry strips her of her queen's title and banished her from court and all of her old everything, her old rooms were given to Anne Boleyn. So he's like, well, it doesn't even matter. You're not queen anymore because I said it. It gets worse. I hate this man. Henry moves her around. He takes her money. He separates her from Mary, their daughter, and forbids her from seeing Mary. Henry offered both Mary and Catherine better quarters and permission to see each other if they would acknowledge Anne Boleyn as the new queen. Both refused, so he stripped his daughter Mary of her title of princess too. Oh, this man is disgusting. Disgusting. 
Wow. And how much do you think they hated Anne Boleyn? I can't believe this happens. Like guys, this actually happened. What a, like what a monster. A monster. After all those years of marriage. And all she did for him and the country uh, and everything. having all those fucking stillborns for him. For him. The trauma she met. The trauma. No wonder people died so young. and They were just like, just take me now. I'm 34 like, and I've miserable. been through too much. Too much. Like what happiness do they have? Nothing. Like nothing. Like they had a court jester that was probably like really annoying. You know? They're like, this is like seeing bad stand up every night. <laughs> every night. It's, it's torture. better just to be in silence. <laughs> yeah. So on September 7th, 1533, Anne Boleyn gives birth. And remember, she promised him a boy. Well, she had a baby girl named Elizabeth. And this is actually Queen Elizabeth, the virgin queen that Margot Robbie plays in Mary Queen of Scots. Right. Redhead. Uh huh. And Intense very redhead. white face because I think she had scars from smallpox. So she like covered herself with like white, white oh, foundation. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Makeup tutorial this for time. Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, we'll do a TikTok it's of how to do. God, we should. Everyone's like, you guys, I don't want to see like, this. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, so. Yikes. I mean, okay. Also, they were so bummed. Everyone, astrologers had been saying, yep, it's going to be a boy. Um, they had made birth announcement already saying Prince. And then they had to add two little S's at the end. Just like in a pencil. <laughs> yeah. Every implant. <laughs> Looked really tough. And I, I can't even imagine what Anne Boleyn must have felt like when she's like, I promise you, I'll give you a boy. And then it's a girl. God, I wonder, you know, like a mother's intuition. I wonder mm. if she knew. I bet she did. And was just like, well, fuck, I'm not going to say anything. Of course she's not going to say anything. She's too far in now. Mm. Um, but, you know, Elizabeth, it was. So he has another girl. It is what it is. And I think he was pretty pissed. Well, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, Henry. Sorry, you you get to be pissed. Yeah, exactly. Um, and at least she's healthy, you know? Truly. So Elizabeth, it was. Okay, we're going to cut to three years from now. Anne's been living her best life as queen. She, but people still hate her, but she's dressing in like French fashion. She's spending money left and right. Like she is living it up. She feels like Meredith in the parent trap. Yes. But I also think justice for Meredith. I think she's always been misunderstood. If you could do a backstory of Meredith. Wow. I just saw that TikTok the other day. She's like, you're dating a man who then tells you he has a child that he never told you about. And not only that, he has two children and he split them up at birth. And now all of a sudden you have to take care of them. <laughs> I've never thought about this you know, before. I've always just, she's triggered me always so much. Oh, well, yes. Like I wasn't allowed to watch this movie as a child because <laughs> it was influencing me. To do pranks on people. I've uh, tried to push my dad's girlfriend in a pool. Um, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. But wow, I never thought about this. We need like Cruella, an origin story on Meredith. Like a Disney origin story. Oh my God, should we do an episode? <laughs> yes. Should we write the script? I think we have to. We have to. Patreon? Yes, I'm so sorry to get distracted, but she did give me Meredith vibes for a second. But yes. yeah, I'll think about no, this. No, but like when you see it just from that light, it's definitely, it's the evil stepmother. Yes, but like, what was she actually feeling? I guess that's fair. No, that's fair. but I think Anne Boleyn was like pretty bitchy. <laughs> I really do. Like, but not for Anne. <laughs> yeah, not for Anne. I really think she was the worst. Like, justice for Catherine. Ju always. Always justice for Catherine. Um, so, where are we? Okay. So, she's living her best queenie life. Catherine has confined herself to one room, which she left only to attend mass. She hasn't seen her daughter for years. She, I, I don't blame her for... I, 
what what else is there to do at this point? Just confine yourself to a room. The devastation. It's sad she didn't have weed back then. Oh my God, yeah, because you could, I guess there was a lot of alcohol. Yeah. yeah. She's probably an alcoholic at this point. I, I would be if I were her. Mm-hmm. That's tough. In 1536, Catherine passes away at the age of 50, but she sends a letter to Henry before she dies. Good for her. And in her letter, she signs it, the Queen of England. What a badass I woman. know, because it's like, she's dead now. He can't be like, no, you're not the queen. So she's like, I died knowing I was, and I don't she's, care what you think. She she got the final word on that one. I have the chills. Love it. Love you, Catherine. Mm. She, Anne Boleyn, okay. So Anne Boleyn wore yellow for the morning. Some people were like, it's because she was honoring Spain. But really what she was doing was ding dong, the witch is dead. I'm celebrating now. Yep. Horrible. Anne Boleyn, you are not a girl's girl. Absolutely not. Also, I'm sure that she was like manipulated and gaslit by Henry saying Mm -hmm. horrible things. Like sometimes I think like we almost don't like remember that these men are in these being like, oh, you know that Catherine says that she wishes you were dead. And like, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) Henry's like a little gossip. Yes. Like I'm sure like she, she hated her. I'm sure they hated each other. It's really sad. It is sad because it's like, this is all his fault. Crazy. You want to know something crazier? What? Anne was pregnant at this time. And on the day of Catherine's funeral, Anne miscarries. And she was far enough along that they could tell it was a boy. Oh, my God. The darkness. Oh, my God. That's like, there's so much to unpack there. That's like a little something from... From the other side. From the other side being like, I... That's that is that's like, Catherine from the other side. That is um like insidious. Mm-hmm. Like Catherine playing a little trick on them. Literally. Like scary. Wow. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Like you can't write that shit. Damn, these women. <laughs> so there are various theories of what caused this miscarriage by Anne Boleyn as well. One of which was that the king was unhorsed on a jousting tournament. And this actually happened. He was unhorsed on a jousting tournament and was knocked unconscious for two hours. So the jousting is when you're on a horse and you're running at each other with poles. This was their entertainment back then. Good God. It's like playing chicken. And then, yeah, so he was knocked off of his horse by this giant wooden pole, knocked unconscious for two hours. And it also gave him... A varicose ulcer on his leg, which is disgusting. It's like a, basically an open wound on your leg, which, by the way, never heals. And he has that for the rest of his life on his leg. And it makes him an incredible pain for pretty much the rest of his life. And it makes him also super irritable. So the miscarriage could have been caused from the stress of her seeing that mm-hmm. and being like, is he dead? Right. Or... Some say the miscarriage was when Anne Boleyn walked into a room and saw this little woman, Jane Seymour, sitting on Henry's lap. And apparently Anne flew into a rage, unlike one anyone has seen before, that Henry was like actually concerned because she was so scary and like throwing things around and screaming. Good for her. Ladies, like she was having sex with him on his lap or just sitting on I his think lap? that they were like probably canoodling. But ladies, you lose them how you get them. Exactly. Like you think that you've changed this man? Yeah, no, no, absolutely not. Ugh, tales old as time. Tales old as time. So whatever it is, um, this loss was the beginning of the end for their marriage. So he lost hope on producing an heir and he wasn't going to wait around like he did with Catherine. And, you know, something else catches Henry's eyes and it's Jane Seymour. Of course. Who was also one of Anne's ladies in waiting. 
It's the same exact thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like, who else are they seeing that would even, that they'd be able to date? Totally. It's, like, it's so true. It's like Raya for the royal court. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like the elevated ones. That's so true. Like, he's not going to go out walking in town and see like- A, a commoner. Exactly. I mean, a Disney t- story would say that's true, but not in real life. No. This is no Disney story. No. So he starts having an affair with Jane Seymour. Allegedly, Henry gave Jane a locket containing a portrait of himself. While wearing this locket in the presence of Anne, Jane began opening and closing it, and Anne responded by ripping the locket off of Jane's neck with such force that her fingers bled. I feel that. I feel that too. I also think like Anne is spicy. She is like rageful. Yeah, I think if I were in this time period with just the little things that you get to enjoy in life and my husband's cheating on me and with my jealousy issues that I have worked out, <laughs> but wouldn't change the shame five years ago. No kidding. I could see myself in Well, this she's woman. taunting you. And also she's your lady in waiting. So you can kind of do whatever. She is taunting. Taunting, Jane. But once again, blame the man. Blame exactly. the man. We don't need to, pit, I mean, these women were pitting each other. I mean, w- rightly so. Listen to our early 2000s part two on Patreon. We talk about this with Lauren Conrad. And, and Kristen Cavallari. Wow. Yes, I do think Jane Seymour is more Lauren Conrad vibes and Anne Boleyn is more Kristen Cavallari vibes. Totally. For sure. But... Let's <laughs> do a side by side. Everyone's like... <laughs> of everyone and Catherine. But Catherine is more... Yeah, Anne Boleyn is definitely Kristen Cavallari. Catherine of Aragon was Lauren Conrad. Yep. So... Um, Henry's like, I'm over Anne and declared that he had been seduced into marriage by means of deception and the deception being that she would give him a male heir. Playing the victim card, honey. It's not a cute look. So he's like, how do I get rid of Anne? Um, How do I get an annulment? He reaches out to Thomas Cromwell and is like, how do I get out of this? And Thomas Cromwell, I guess, was in his court or something. Thomas Cromwell rounds up a bunch of people of the court and they're like, how do we find dirt on Anne? There's got to be something out there that we can use against her. They arrest a musician in Anne's service, Mark Smeaton, and they torture him until he confesses to having an affair with Anne. He he did, actually. I don't think he did. But when you torture someone, they'll say anything. Yeah. Torture is not a means of confession. (laughs) Like They're also catty. They're all so catty. They're like, what gossip do you know? Yeah, they're like TMZ. It gets worse. But he's also like, um, not only did I have an affair with her, she he starts naming off all these other people. I'm sure he's just pulling it out of thin air, including her brother. She was like, she slept with her brother. who was like also in the court. His name was George. Oh God, this did happen during this time, right? I think somewhat, but I, I don't think it was chill. It's not like on Game of Thrones. Oh, like, that, that I was think a that time. people are kind of like, it's your brother. You're like, oh, we probably shouldn't anymore. Yeah, right. But you can marry your cousin. Yeah, yeah. But we've grown out of like the brother, <laughs> the brother and sister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where we draw the line. So on May 2nd, 1536, Anne was arrested and taken to the Tower of London. She has no idea why she's being arrested. She thinks that they're chill. Tower of London. The Tower of London. I've you can go been, visit it. I've been there. I have not. I've got to go to England. It's, we'll do a Ram tour. We have to. Oh my God, that would be so fun. I mean, someone's got to pay for it for us, but we have to go. Anyone listening? Delta? Please sponsor us, please. Please. God. Travel Channel, History Channel. History.com. History.com. Wikipedia. <laughs> Our stepfather. Always. So three days later, Anne and George Boleyn, her brother, were tried separately in the Tower of London before a jury of 27 peers. Henry doesn't even show up. He's like, I'm done with her. 
like tried for for um, incest, oh. adultery. It's a, they were accused of adultery, incest, and high treason because she was like stepping out on the king allegedly. And he can't be charged for adultery. No, that's like him doing what he wants to do because he's the king. King duties. Yeah, king duties. Um, so the punishment for treason at that time for men was hanging, drawing, and quartering, which means they would hang you and then they would cut you in fourths and then they would take all your intestines out. So that's treason. And that's literally being like, I don't care for the king. And then they'd be like, treason. Wow. Crazy. Treason for a woman was, or punishment for treason for a woman was burning alive, which is terrible as well. But Henry was like, I'll take pity on old land. And he changes her sentence from burning to beheading. And rather than having a queen beheaded with a common axe, he brought in an expert swordsman from France to perform the execution, which apparently was better because the regular axeman, it would take like four tries. I'm sorry. And then with this guy, he's like, at least he'll get it done in one. I mean, think of trying to cut like a piece of bread with a... I had this problem the other day with like an old knife. It's exactly. So he's like, I'll take pity on you, babe. But he doesn't even show up. So she never sees him again. She gets arrested and then it's like, goodbye. And then just dies. On May 17th, it was declared Anne's marriage to Henry null and void. Her brother was executed in that terrible way. It's reported Anne seemed very happy and ready to be done with her life. I mean, I bet. On the morning of Friday, May 19th, 1536, at either 29 or 35, because they don't know exactly what year she was born, mm. Anne was beheaded in one single stroke. She maintained her innocent till the very end, which a lot of people were like, that means she wasn't stepping out on him because you were like atoning for your sins as you're doing it. And they believed like you meet your maker right when you die. So if you did it, she would be like, I'm so sorry that I did that because otherwise... You go to hell. So she just got beheaded because he didn't want to be married to her anymore. So sad. It's so sad. So Anne is out and Jane, you are in. Jane's in. But guys, this is the end for part one. There's some juicy stuff coming on. So you have to come back next week. Find out why Jane Seymour ends up being Henry's favorite (gasps) wife. I cannot wait to hear. I'm like, died, beheaded, died. It's divorced, beheaded, died. Okay, so she dies. Yep. But how? Oh, we don't know. But we don't know, but you will find out next week. As always, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Right Answers Mostly. Sign up for our Patreon for exclusive bonus episodes and fun. That's right. I think you can just go to patreon.com and search Right Answers Mostly. And we're at the top. We're at the very tippy top. Yeah. And I can't wait to finish this story with you guys. (gasps) We'll see you guys next Monday. Okay, we love you. Bye.